BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. Ladies and gentlemen, posted at Smirconish.com and making the cut for the newsletter today, a provocative essay by my next guest, Simon Bazelon, is the author of Out of the Ordinary, and he is a contributor at Slow Boring, both at Substack. You'll want to read this under the headline, Democrats are sleepwalking into a Senate disaster. And guess what? He's really not talking about 2022. He's talking more about 2024. Hey, Simon, thank you so much for your time. Before we get to 2024, let's talk about what history and data say about 2022 as it relates to the midterm. Go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, um, there's a really strong tendency in American politics. It's the closest thing I think there is to sort of an iron rule um, that the president's party does really poorly in midterms. Um, And so, you know, when you look at current polling and the historical trends of polling, uh, the president's party tends to decline. Uh, Democrats are currently uh, behind in the polls for 2022. Um, And this is shaping up to be what I think and most observers think is going to be a pretty rough midterms for Democrats. You speak of a, a nine percentage point shift to the right in this cycle. What's the basis of the nine percentage point shift? Where does that come from? Yeah, so, I mean, nothing is certain. Uh, We're a long way out still, so there's lots of uncertainty. But um, generally, the president's party averages about 47% of the two-party vote uh, in midterm elections. Um, And Joe Biden won the popular vote in 2020 by about 4.5%. And so, you know, I think we're probably looking at uh, the Democrats losing uh, the House popular vote, uh, the so-called generic ballot, so to speak, uh, by around 4.5% to 5% in 2022. Um, and that's a swing of you add the four and a half percent that Joe Biden won by uh, to the four percent, four and a half percent, five percent. The Republicans are going to win by uh, and you get a total of around nine percent uh, for what the swing is going to look like. Going OK. And so so before people's eyes glaze over through no fault of yours, here's the practical reality. If, in fact, there is a nine percentage point shift to the right, give me names. Who would that actually impact in terms of incumbent Democratic senators. Yeah, so Mark Kelly in Arizona is in a state where Biden won by about 0.3 percent. Raphael Warnock in Georgia, where Biden won by 0.2. Catherine Cortez Masto in Nevada, where Biden won by 2.4. And then Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire, where Biden won by 7.4. So those are all those are all senators. Hassan is uh, more likely to win than the other three. But, 
you know, Kelly, Warnock, and Cortez Masto should all probably be seen as fairly heavy underdogs going into 2022. So by this modeling, and again, you know, there are a lot of assumptions here, uh, uh, many of them having to do with ticket splitting or a lack thereof, but by this modeling, Mm -hmm. and I want people to read it because we're covering a lot of data quickly, they can go to my website and quickly find the links or look in my social media, but this would mean that after 2022, Democrats would control between 46 and 47 Senate seats instead of 50, correct? That's correct. All right. So ominous for D's. And the way I've been expressing this, Simon, is to say relative to the House, that if you look at the modern political model, usually the party that is in the White House loses about 25 or 26 seats in the House. And in this cycle, Republicans need to gain only three or maybe it's four. But if history repeats itself, the House is a foregone conclusion. By the way, do you agree with the way that I've just verbalized that? I I think I do agree, yeah, essentially. Okay, so strong precedent for Republicans retaking the House. Now, with your analysis, you say, and they could be uh, given the upper hand in the Senate as well. This is all just the appetizer. Now talk to me about 2024. Why is the map potentially even worse for Democrats in 2024 than it is in 2022. Yeah, so there are a couple things going on here. Um, there are a couple trends in American politics that have been going on and have intensified in the last decade or so. And one is that, you know, rural, uh, less educated voters have trended very strongly towards the Republican Party. And in the U.S. Senate, these voters are overrepresented. Um, and this has created a bias of the U.S. Senate towards the Republican Party. So. Uh, In the long run, Democrats need to win uh, the popular vote for the Senate by around 6% every single cycle in order to hold the majority. Um, And going into 2024, uh, you know, 2006, 2012, and 2018 were all very good electoral years for Democrats. So there are all these Democratic incumbents that are sort of hanging on um, in these very red seats. And, you know, you could really see 2024 sort of be the wipeout for folks like John Tester, Joe Manchin, Sherrod Brown. um, And that could really, really put a huge dent in the Democratic Senate caucus. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. 
I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Okay, let me let me read from your essay. Since the Reagan era, Democrats have averaged roughly 51 percent of the two party vote in presidential elections. If Biden gets this percentage of the vote and the correlation between the Senate and the presidential vote stays close to point nine five, as it was in 2020, then basically every Democratic senator in a state that Biden won by less than 2%, who is up in 2024, is likely to lose. And you name names, not only Tester, not only Manchin, Sherrod Brown, Bob Casey, Tammy Baldwin, Kirsten Cinema. In addition, Debbie Stabenow in Michigan, Biden plus 2.8, Jackie Rosen in Nevada, Biden 2.4, would likely be in toss-up races. I have to say, I give you such great credit because... Uh, I've understood how the, the, the map this cycle benefits in the Senate races, Democrats more than Republicans, although you've kind of turned that on your head. I've not heard anybody look forward to 2024 and say anything other than, well, what happens if Trump runs? But you've taken this to a whole other level. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, and I think it's important to remember, you know, in 2018, Democrats uh, won the national environment. The national environment was very favorable to the Democratic Party. Uh, Democrats won by about eight and a half percent. And actually, we still lost the Senate seat in that election um, on net. Uh, so, you know, there are all these senators in these really conservative states. Um, and with the decline, the, the decline of ticket splitting uh, and people being less inclined to pull the lever for uh, politicians who are not of the party that is the presidential candidate based sports party, um, with, with the decline of ticket splitting, it's really hard for folks like Joe Manchin and Sherrod Brown to distinguish themselves from the Democratic brand. Um, and this is going to cause huge electoral problems for the Democratic Party. What, what is, a, what is a, a converse way of looking at this? Now I want you to sort of switch gears and, and argue with yourself. How, how is there a more optimistic scenario for Democrats looking to 2024? Yeah. So, you know, there are lots of ways. You know, politics is very uncertain. Um, it's hard to predict things, uh, especially about the future, as the famous line goes. Um, you know, one thing that you could see is Democrats could win really, really big in 2024. You know, presidents have won re-election by huge amounts before, like Ronald Reagan in 1984. You know, he won this ele- he won a re-election election by a ton. Um, so that could happen. Uh, I don't think that's like super likely to happen. Um, you know, if you look at, you know, the way too early polling of Biden versus Trump right now, um, it's not like Biden is looking at like he's in any amazing position. If you look at sort of betting markets uh, that are trying to forecast these elections, it seems like it's going to be really close. So that seems pretty unlikely. Um, You know, the second option, though, is Democrats could, you know, change their coalition back to the coalition that Barack Obama won with, which included a lot more working class people, a lot more rural people and a lot less of the highly college educated, you know, suburbanite types who we've seen move toward the Democratic Party in recent years. And this would really, really help Democratic incumbents in states like Montana and West Virginia and Ohio and Pennsylvania as well. Um, And so that's certainly something that could happen. I will say, See, though, you know, one, yeah, one I'm sorry. thing that I try – sorry. One no, thing no, no, I try finish your thought. Is, you know, if, if, if Democrats uh, revert to this uh, 
less college-educated, more rural coalition, that's not just going to happen by accident, right? That's not just a that's not just chance. There's going to have to be proactive efforts by people leading the Democratic Party to change the tone and the messaging and the positioning of Democrats on a whole host of issues in order to win back those voters. Well, I would say keep an eye on Tim Ryan and see if he can pull that off in Ohio. If he can reach that constituency, then I think there's hope for Democrats to reignite that part of the traditional base. But if not, I I don't... uh, I don't see it happening. Well, one other thing I would say, just a gut reaction to what you've offered. By the way, thanks for your willingness to discuss this. What I think the historic or historical modeling doesn't take into account is a personality like that of Donald Trump, both pro and con. I think he overturns the table on data. Like if it's Ron DeSantis, who's the Republican nominee, then I think that Simon Bazelon's modeling probably bears fruit. But if it's Trump, all bets are off. Who the hell knows what happens and who comes out for and against him? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't think that Trump is I, I don't think that Donald Trump means that we can't look at historical trends. I mean, like trends that have existed before Trump continued with Trump, you know, education polarization continued, the decline of tickets but it continued. You know, maybe we could have seen Donald Trump totally upset, upset those trends. We didn't see that. Um, I don't really under, I don't really see a compelling case for why 2024 um, would be super different from 2020 in terms of how many voters choose to vote uh, for a senator who's not of their preferred presidential candidate party. Um, but, you know, anything can happen in politics, I suppose. You brought up Tim Ryan. I think it's just relevant to know that, you know, personally, I think Tim Ryan is almost certainly going to lose that election, um, probably by more than 10 percent, probably well, well over more than 10 percent. Um, I love I honestly I love just the 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 brazenness with which you make that prediction. I say that in an admiring way. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Listen to Michael live, weekdays on POTUS. 
Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. Listen, I've buried the lead about you. You're a very impressive guy, and you have come up with some really provocative modeling. And I did introduce you accurately as being one who authors out of the ordinary and slow boring. By day, correct me if I'm wrong, not only are you an undergraduate, you are a freshman. Is that true? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And by the way, not just at any school. He is a freshman at Yale. He is a freshman at Yale. But like, holy smokes, man, where did you gain all this knowledge? Um, You know, I've been working for Blue Rose Research for, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with David Shore at all, uh, who's sort of been a mentor of mine. um, And that's that's been really helpful in in terms of being able to internalize uh, what does the data say actually? What does the data actually say about the future of American politics? Simon, wipe the slate clean. Final thought now. Somebody who tuned in late or they were half paying attention. There was this really bright young man today. They, they heard on the Smirkinish program and they, they want to repeat something, some nugget that they, they gleaned from you. What's the nugget? What's the takeaway? Yeah, um, I think the takeaway is, you know, in 2016, Hillary Clinton got 51 percent of the two party vote and won 19 states. Um, so, you know, if Democrats continue to get about 51 percent of the vote uh, with our current coalition, uh, we're looking at a long run average of roughly 40 Senate seats over the next uh, five to 15 years. Um, only 40. And, you know, that could. That could... What did you say? I said only 40. Yes, only 40. Um, you know, the Senate is super biased against the Democratic Party. Uh, and in order to uh, conquer that bias, we're either going to have to win elections by huge amounts consistently or we're going to have to reposition our party electorally uh, in order to appeal to less educated, more rural voters. Uh, And if we don't do either of those things, it's very unlikely that we'll have control of the Senate after 2022 for a very long time. You have class this afternoon? I do have class this afternoon. What what do you have? Rocket science? What? Tell me. (laughs) I have uh, my literature class, actually. Nice, nice. All right, my friend, I'm really impressed. So thank you so much for what you wrote and for your willingness to come by and and, and discuss it. But you, you not only can write and pursue provocative subjects, but you can also express them verbally. So um, I'm going to keep my eye on you, and I thank you for being here. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Simon Bazelon, ladies and gentlemen. Simon Bazelon. Oh, we will be hearing more from him in the years to come. Don't you think? Oh, my gracious. Si- Simon Bazelon making his... First appearance on the program. Only, yeah, exactly. His first appearance. You know on the who program. he makes me think of? He <laughs> makes me think of you. You know who I'm thinking of? Who am I thinking of? Robert Costa. Uh, yeah, who you no first doubt. put on this program when he was 17 years old in high school. True. I mean, Simon's only got him by a year, but we will absolutely see this man, the young man, in the future. Long, long term. Wow. Democrats, you're you're going to get like 40 seats in the Senate. 40 seats in the Senate. And for for and he spoke in a we sense. Obviously, he has a partisan uh, approach. He's he's a D. That's fine. He says he He made it clear. He made it clear. But what what I'm saying is that for so many who are on that side of the aisle, they, they are fearful of the shellacking. Better listen to him. The shellacking that's coming in 2022 this year. Well, get ready, because 2024 could be even worse. Could be even worse. That was really uh, interesting stuff. Great stuff. It's at smirkhanish.com. It's in all my social media. Here-
more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.